Welcome to the Bravo Outsider Special Vanderpump Unit. This is part two of our special coverage of the explosive Vanderpump Rules reunion. I'm your host, Craig Midwinter, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Dylan Ferguson. Dylan, how's it going? Good. Happy to be back on Bravo Outsider, the show that asks the question, what the fuck is succession? Uh, with us today to talk about part two of the Vanderpump Rules Season 10 reunion are Sean O'Rourke and Rory Tracy. Uh, Sean, you'll all remember from last week, but Rory, you were scheduled to be our guest on the Scandaval finale, but you were under the weather. So uh, do you want to just introduce yourself to our listeners and uh, tell us what your past experience with reality TV is? Uh, well, um, my name is Rory. I'm unreliable. Uh, typically, I'm <laughs> not places I'm supposed to be. Um, as far as reality TV goes, I mean, I, I watch uh, more of the like the the the, the gamey. You know, like there's a there's a prize at the end, and everyone's kind of going going for something. Oh um, yeah, the competition style. Yeah, competi- Yeah, I, okay. I was unaware that there was a category, a, a name for the category. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm not uh, an anti. I'm I'm pro. I'm pro reality TV. I, I think it's a it's a fantastic medium. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't watched Vanderpump prior to this, so I mean, it's nice to be exposed to something. Uh, which uh, which different. competition reality shows do you watch? Big Brother, man. Big, oh, yes. Big, Big Brother oh, fan. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Okay. No, that show is great. I love I love the cutthroat nonsense. I love that people act like, you know, there's some, uh, you know, there's, there's some sort of like moral compass that people are supposed to follow. It's, a, it, <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't believe he did that to me. Yeah. Believe it. I, I won't get, de- okay, I will get derailed a little bit talking about Big Brother. Um, I'm an avid, like, uh, feed watcher of Big Brother, and I just think it's, like, a fantastic game. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a huge strategic element to it, but it's such a, like, goofy presentation. Like, you don't realize if you're just, you know, catching promos or clips, like, how... Uh, strategic of a social game it is so uh so pumped to ha- have another big brother fan on on the podcast right on <laughs> uh sean uh it's been a week since we last saw you uh how's your week been it's been good you know i've been staying here about two million yards away from dylan uh, <laughs> i did take the week to to catch up on the whole season season 10 of vanderpump just so i could be like well, I was going to say just so I could be really informed, but it's because I love the show now. Uh, and I'm working on that promotion from Bravo Outsider to Bravo Adjunct. So I think I'm almost there. <laughs> Amazing. Friend of uh, right now. Friend yeah. Of. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Rory, do you want to just let us know what your first impression of all these characters were when you were first introduced to them? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I felt like um, these are arguably some of the worst archetypes of humanity, I think, (laughs) collected in in one room. And I loved that. I don't want to like, I'm probably going to be jumping all over the place, but I loved that midway through uh, the host pointed out the hypocrisy of any of them being angry at um uh, uh sanduval 
Yeah. You know, like the, the, the whole thing is this, this eruption of hatred towards Sandoval and, and uh, you know, how could you possibly, and uh, you know, this and that, and then he kind of stops at one point and is just like, you know, you all do that, right? And then it's sort of this like, oh, I don't know, I don't know about that, you know. Uh, so I think, like, yeah, first impressions are, are these, these, like, you know, I think is, is the impression of, of most sort of kind of like Hollywood uh, human beings that that you get, right? That they're these sort of like um, depraved, morally bankrupt, uh, you know, that they don't they don't seem to have a, like a conscious thought about anyone outside <laughs> of the world other than themselves. It's a uh, it's fun to watch because you're like, well, you know, when you compare yourself, you're like, I'm a great human. <laughs> you know, by the end of it, I'm like, I'm a great person. This is, I'm not so bad after all. <laughs> I, I care about people. I, you know, but yeah, um, this is this is the type of metal that the Hollywood magnet attracts. <laughs> yeah, That's a, that should be the tagline of, of yeah. the show. I think. <laughs> Sean, do you want to lead us off with any highlights that you had from this part two of the reunion? Yeah, um, I was a little. I was hoping for more Raquel, so that's sort of a low light to lead off. I know they have to like stretch it out, and I'm sure part three is going to be like real juicy. Um, I really, really liked. So I, I'm going to say the the alley section was probably my favorite, even though for how small it was. Oh yeah. Um, as I've become like, it's, I think it's no secret I'm incredibly fascinated by James, and the more I watch, like the more I just get sucked into his whole tragic arc. Uh, but I, I really, yeah. really liked having James Ali Yack. on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a James <laughs> Yak. Um, uh, my, my favorite parts of that, even for how short it is, are when Andy like pretty pointedly asks Ali, like, so you saw Vanderpump Rules and you wanted to yeah. be with James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of squirms a little bit. like, yeah. Um, and then also in that segment, James yelling out, my DJ business makes, uh, I think he says, makes fucking tenfold whatever you can imagine to Sandoval. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of my favorite James lines. Uh, and then I think it's the, is it the second or the third time he storms off calling Sandoval like a mustache worm? <laughs> You're uh, a worm with a mustache. Yeah. And then when <laughs> he, Love that line. When he, um, I think it's when he's coming back. There's just a bit of chatter that gets picked up and they point it out with a subtitle of Ali saying to Lala, has he been like this the whole day? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really hoping Ali is on the next season so I can see this whole thing probably crumble. Um, yeah, that uh, that line it reminded me of like if I go to pick up my son from daycare and he's in a in a mood, just be like, uh, has he been like this grumpy all day? <laughs> asking asking his educators <laughs> just so we know how to handle him. Uh, yeah. The other like small highlights, um, James's excuse to the producer after that. I think it's the, the storm off that closes part one. And he's like, well, you know, I, I just keep getting so angry at Sandoval and I have to pee. It's like so, <laughs> it's so like meek after he makes this big production of Running Out. <laughs> yes, um, I, yeah. I made a note of this, too. And I think I got some insight as to like why dylan doesn't like james because it reminds oh, really you think you, know, <laughs> you picked up a little hit somewhere in there <laughs> no i think he reminds 
you of yourself. Like you won't know. I have a when... great bladder. Ironclad. <laughs> you wouldn't know because I do such a great job of editing. But anytime you see or hear a cut on this, it's because Dylan has been angered by something that I've said and has to, you know, go to the washroom because he's too mad. Take an angry pee. <laughs> yeah, the, the average episode takes four hours to record because you have to cut, cut, cut off all my all my pee breaks. <laughs> cut around all the tirades. Uh, I, also want to um, I do want to dive it. Oh, sorry. I, I do want to dive into a little bit since you brought up the Ali and James segment because yeah. this this kind of stood out to me. And um, there was discussion about the clip that we saw of Raquel on the drive during the girls' trip, where she talks about how James um, how James speak like spoke about her uh, mother and father. And James was defending himself and talking about how, you know, they said they said rude things about me. They her mom was talking about my penis at the the dinner table or whatever. Um, A really, really hilarious moment for me. Like uh, James saying that Raquel's mom was like, oh, is he is he circumcised? Is he not? I heard he's not. (laughs) Where did you hear that? Yeah, where is she getting this intel? Like, why are the streets talking about this? Yeah, the streets in, I don't know, like Phoenix or something? Where even is there a like, They're not in L.A. Yeah, no, it's like Tucson or something oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> Saying like... all this stuff with grandma buttons across the table. <laughs> I feel like their currency is secrets. You know, they just constantly accumulate shit about each other so they can wait for situations like this to unfold or like a potential for blackmail um mm-hmm. it's a it's a terrifying way to live <laughs> like that would be scary as fuck yeah i, I think you've, you've you really picked up rory on two of like the key elements of uh, the reality tv drama game which is like uh weaponizing a self-serving idea of morality and and weaponizing information that you have on other people that's like what it's the engine that powers like all these shows really yeah you have to be really good at like not just personal scorekeeping but being able to like make up reasons that you have accumulated a slight like why someone has slighted you and how you can use that as as ammunition later yeah Yeah, like constantly having to do this like on the fly calculus okay how and why can i be outraged about this for me in a way that will make like an explosive scene i think lala is <laughs> really good at that she um she's scary quite a lot of that in the reunion she yeah. she is actively terrifying um <laughs> and, and i feel like her and james like they they almost seem as though they're this like primordial force like it's james in particular seems as though his soul has existed for eternity and has been doing battle with Sandoval <laughs> since, like you know, like the, the the animosity that they have towards each other. Like I, I loved the I loved all the blowouts, the like the 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 ceremonial removal of the jacket. You know, they're like, no, what yeah. you you guys aren't gonna fight. Shut the hell up. You know, but it's like they remember it. it it's yeah. happened for for eons. You know, <laughs> there has always been a James, and there has always been a Sandoval. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was only 2,000 years old then. I'm 3,000 now. Totally different. He, he, he really remembers when he was a worm with a mustache. Yeah. And that's what upsets him. <laughs> um, a couple of other highlights 
that I had really quick were just like, you know, my love of cartoon Tom Schwartz. Uh, his affirmation slash anxiety push-ups in the break, oh. <laughs> like it's showing everybody kind of doing their thing, and it's just like cut to Tom. He's got to do a couple quick push-ups, being grateful for people, uh, and then also love <laughs> Schwartz getting barred out when they bring out Raquel. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> this this was after. hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, I also we didn't see a lot of Tom Schwartz. I I thought that this was really hilarious and. Um, in part one of the reunion, we saw his like puppy dog act, the goofiness, and not really work the same way that it typically does to get, you know, have people let their guards down. So, so that's um, a, sorry to interject here. That usually works for him because I have no context prior to this. Oh, but it's it been seemed like for a decade. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like the most obvious, pathetic, like you know, the, the two of them, him and Sandoval. It's like, does this does this work for you guys normally? Because it's it's well, bullshit. Usually, yeah, usually it's in a more sympathetic light, like they're usually okay. not being grilled by the entire rest of the cast. But yeah, it does work surprisingly well for him for uh, over and over again, actually. Wow. Yeah, but finally, this thing where he tosses the, the Xanax to Ariana, you know, we get, I think, maybe Ariana's first like legitimate smile of, of the reunion. Yeah. Um, yeah. It shows yeah. how like skillful he is at playing this and just wearing people down and you know, people can't help but like him. He's got some sort of charm to him that is so sure. must be so frustrating for Katie. It also shows it also shows how like those friendships are don't really just like dissolve overnight. Like they've been dipped in acid. Like as much as yeah. people like want them to or want to act like they do, it's like you know, like Arietta just forgets for a second. She's like, oh, it's my buddy who's been my buddy for ages. Like and then uh, before remembering, like, oh yeah, right. I have to pretend to. I, I hate him now, or maybe not pretend, but you know what I mean. Like you, right. you don't like those those bonds don't really just dissolve overnight you just kind of tell yourself that they have and then tr- you have to enforce it it's like you have to actively enforce not being friends with somebody who you have been friends with for ages and so it, it's kind of sweet those moments almost in a way even uh, yeah like, uh, uh, because it's it's like there there are just a bunch of buddies sitting together they that like they've tried to change all their the terms of their friendships but it's like still a bunch of buddies sitting together yeah uh, sean did you have any other highlights from this um, I think that's that's the meat of it. Oh, Lisa's Lisa had a really good joke that I feel like kind of fell underneath all the fighting. Um, oh, they're talking about um, when Randall first picks up Lala or something. Yeah, and asking if she has a manager, <laughs> and then Lisa just goes, "He meant Peter." Yeah, which I feel like really <laughs> fell underneath, but that was Great like delivery. a pause laugh line for me. But, yeah, 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 I thought that was really funny. I, I also thought it was kind of funny when uh, when Sheena was explaining why she, her and Brock got married in secret, and she's like, you know, we did it for nobody but each other. And Lisa says, well, and the green card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lisa um, was actually had some had some zingers. She was uh, she was doing pretty good. <laughs> I enjoyed when she was like when uh, when Lisa was like, uh, look, if I stay business partners with Sandoval. That's not going to affect us, right? And uh, hands over to Katie and her just the the bombastic side eye, like you know that like this the the she agreed verbally, but it was very clear she oh, is Ariana, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I, their names are very uh, other than Sandoval. Tough to keep straight in yeah. the old <laughs> noggin. Takes a couple episodes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but 
yeah no I, I thought that was like again like this whole sort of like the the mask of um I, I I wouldn't personally have the ability to to bullshit my way through a relationship that much to 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 placate someone that I clearly <laughs> didn't like on a regular basis and I guess for the sake of the show right they're stuck yeah, together absolutely uh, Rory do you want to uh, let us know what your highlights were uh, I mean. We already covered one of them. the The worm with the mustache was absolutely a highlight for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 fighting between uh, Sandoval uh, and um, James was it is James, right? The British the British guy. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, the, the fighting between the two of them. Uh, the point when Sandoval started crying, and and I, given like the last episode that I watched. Uh, for the episode that I wasn't able to make it to, uh, that was kind of a note that I had for him the entire time. Is this like he immediately just starts to cry, and I, I was like, "How is nobody calling this guy out?" And then immediately James is like, <laughs> the mocking of him was like a chef's kiss, beautiful yeah. moment. Uh, <laughs> and then that was kind of like you know just just sort of cut him off, and then him and Schwartz sort of doing the same thing was just mind-boggling to me like this obviously isn't working no one likes you there's no there's no sympathy for you here to be cultivated with these like you know pathetic uh puppy dog eyes sort of the gambit is no longer working right so that i i like that I, en- I enjoyed them being sort of cut down and like the fact that that sandoval can't just um take credit for doing something shitty multiple times you yeah. know like he, he's done it but I mean, they've all done it, but it, I mean, just be like, yeah, hey, I fucked up. But it's always like this, like we weren't having sex anymore. And my, my libido, it's like, so this is your wife. Like, what do you, <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? Everybody's just like, I wasn't having fun anymore. So I cheated. Fuck off. You know, yeah. like, that's, that's not, that's not a, that's not a likable, you know, quality in anybody. No one's going to be like, yeah, fair enough, bud. You know, that was, uh, that was kind of. Yeah, I, I think it is. It is fun or it is um, it feels good to watch Sandoval, you know, be um, called out for his behavior. Um, but for me, it's also getting a bit um, it's a bit tiresome to watch the dog pile continue this long without anything really new driving it um, to like Sandoval says at one point, you know, oh, that's the get out of jail free card for anything that he says. It just comes back to, oh, well, you, you know, you fuck Raquel. So what you say doesn't matter. Um, it is kind of getting frustrating not to be able to hear his words given any weight on any other situation. Yeah. I do think so when, like, he tries to, to say something. And, yeah, a lot of the things he says is bullshit. When he tries to say <laughs> something and then people will just be like, no, you don't you don't get to talk. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. just like, well, you know what? Maybe he'll talk himself into a corner and look like an asshole. But I kind of want to hear him talk. I kind of want to hear everybody talk. Like, that's what yeah. you're here for. <laughs> yeah, so it takes on a dimension of, like, kind of like an, uh, well, it's like an emotional torture porn where you want to watch, like, this whole explosive scandal. But the way that with the dog pile, especially James and Lala, like anytime anything happens, just going like zero to 60 right away, it almost gives it the air of like a, like a martyrdom for Sandoval, which it shouldn't be because, you know, he's clearly in the wrong here. But 
with all of like every not being able to get a word out and with everybody piling on it um it almost like cultivates a sort of backward sympathy for him yeah exactly and you're seeing a bit of a reflection of the way that Raquel was treated before all of this happened on the girls trip earlier in the season there was everything that she said was just immediately twisted and you know she just couldn't get any footing and it feels like that is the way that Tom Sandoval is being treated during this reunion and obviously he deserves to be called out right I'm not saying that he doesn't but uh, it does it does like kind of validate those feelings of be like you know Raquel was the subject of bullying there's you know there's no question of that we see that dynamic surface in in this group and you know that's how they handle big emotions that they have um that's how katie handled it in on the girls trip and that's how the whole cast is handling it now yeah that's why also i'm i'm eager to have afraid but also eager to have raquel finally come out because to me she's the the real martyr here and sandoval's uh, absorbing the martyr points uh like uh, i you know sandoval's obviously going through a really tough time as well uh nothing compared to what ariana's going through she's the the one who's really got the the biggest pain here uh as we've mentioned before um but uh you know sandoval can i mean he's he's taking the brunt of his own actions and he can take it. I think he's like a, a veteran of this. He's been doing this for ages. Uh, he's been, you know, he's been cheating and manipulating people for ages too. And, uh, you know, so it's like, it's kind of a fair, fair game to a certain extent. Uh, and, uh, it, the, the dynamic is going to be different when they start doing that to Raquel, who is the person who is really faced, I think the, the most bullying, uh, both on the show and definitely off the show as well. Um, and um and that's where i think i i would hope that the uh that the pit bulls are going to look a little bit uh worse attacking her um because uh uh because she's less uh less able to 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 deal with those kind of things and like it's just like younger and has less experience in this format and mm-hmm. just didn't do anything as wrong as sandoval did um but uh, yeah, you, you know my feelings on that matter. I'm the the GM of Team Raquel, uh, <laughs> so which is why I was also kind of a little bit of frustrated. Like, oh, you we're just going to have her for the final third of of three episodes. Oh man, like that. Maybe maybe it, maybe it isn't even that interesting if they put it all in the final third. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Well, the third episode is supposed to be like a super sized episode, so oh, it's shit. longer than the normal uh, duration. I'm not sure how much longer, but. Um, it's, it's a larger, uh, reunion segment. So, uh, hopefully we will be seeing like a lot of Raquel, but it's also kind of merciful of them to do this because I feel like, you know, she shouldn't be subjected to the amount of the same sort of, um, hatred that Tom Sandoval is being subjected to. But in a lot of cases, we're seeing her be subjected to more than he is. Mm-hmm. So to give her just to just have her on this last um, this last segment, once people are you know tired of seeing the pylon on uh, on Tom, I feel like that is a little bit merciful. But um, 
yeah, I I'm very excited to see her come out. And one of the things that you brought up on a previous episode, Dylan, was how brave Raquel actually is to go headfirst into situations where, you know, that are going to turn out badly for her. This is exactly that same situation. She's going to go headfirst into the lion's den on this reunion and be subjected to this this hatred and, and this attack. And, you know, um, obviously she says that she is nervous, but, you know, it's a really brave thing to do. She doesn't she doesn't have to. She can just peace out. I'm not going to be on the show anymore, but she's she's going to go and, you know, face the music. Some are calling her the bravest person, whoever. <laughs> I mean, uh, but you know what? It, it, it is it is because you, you, we've seen Raquel try to deal with confrontation in past episodes, and she's bad at it. She's so bad at dealing with confrontation. Like we see her do the one on one with Andy, and she's 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 doing pretty good. Like she's holding her own. She's pretty coherent. Uh, yeah, you know, she, she's saying her lines pretty well and stuff but that's like a very easy softball situation you know andy's like really making her feel comfortable and stuff it's it's going to be really different when people are staring down at her and shouting at her because we've seen on the show when that happens she she loses the ability to talk yeah <laughs> so uh it's it's it might be might be a little painful to watch when uh if that if she freezes up uh, in the headlights again, which he probably will, because she's just like, you know, as we discussed before, she's actually not as good at being a reality TV person as these other people. She uh, when when the heat gets turned up, she just kind of she she freezes out a little bit like she's not uh, she's not she's not as gifted a performer as somebody like Lala or James or anybody, anyone else who's sitting on there right now who's like when the heat goes up, they like go into high gear and like and uh, and can match it. Yeah, she's good at like being involved in the like catalyzing situations for all the drama but not in the blowout arguments gets like you say caught in the in the galaxy light yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i i think like she is a compelling person to watch both when you're feeling sympathetic to her being the subject of bullying or um when you're angry and 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 want to hate her so i do think that she is a good reality tv person um but she's not as skilled as the others at navigating the situations um so yeah i i wouldn't say that she's not as good as the others i would say she's just not as as skilled yeah i'm not really sure the distinction is but but (laughs) sure (laughs) well i i think that there are people there are personalities that you know they are compelling to watch on tv they uh, end up making things happen. They uh, are really good at finding themselves in trouble or um, being uh, being a true victim or pretending or feeling like they're victimized. And, um, you know, there's people that are just kind of naturally good guys or naturally bad guy mm-hmm. or like oscillate between them. But they aren't as skilled at actually like navigating conflict. And that can be an asset on reality TV like we're seeing mm. that be really compelling for for Raquel. So yeah, I do think in that respect she is a good reality TV person, but she's not as skilled at navigating the conflict as the others are. So okay. she doesn't have yeah. that ability to like to keep score mentally and rack up the ammunition to build an arsenal like Margaret on New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think her, her best quality, I think, is that she she seems surprisingly game, even if she's not always uh, skillful in the situations. Like, like I mentioned before, like if Sheena says, like, you know, go talk to Katie and tell her she can't swim in the good pool, she'll be like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> most people would be like, no. And even Sheena was like, I didn't expect you to do it. Like, but she she's surprisingly game. So uh, that she, uh, and then and then this is what happens. But. Think, um, uh, to put it into GM terms for you, Dylan, she's got like a lot of raw talent, a lot of upside, just needs to see if the coachability is there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's willing to get into the corners. She's really willing to go for those tough pucks, get in front of the net. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Dylan, what were your highlights from this? Um, well, I do like, um, from my like very biased perspective, I do like seeing that the kind of united front against uh, a Sandoval and by extension Raquel is like starting to show cracks. Like they were so united in, in episode one, and in this one they like start a little bit of uh, internecine squabbles, uh, mostly because uh, Andy decides that he's going to bring up Randall and then. Uh, you know, of course, it's going to cause some schisms because, you know, James, as much as he wants to, like, be, like, tied at the hip with Lala right now, like, just, you know, can't resist, you know, mocking her for the for things that happened with Randall and stuff and, and basically getting petty about that. Um, it, uh, it was good that we got to see uh, Lala talk about it a little bit because it's like... Um, uh, it's it's good to keep that in mind. I think that she's like she's gone through some real shit uh, lately with that yeah. guy, and it and it and it is awesome that like she's uh, she's managed to to quit drinking for like I think more than a year now, like something that said four four years four years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which is like yeah, which is something that James Kennedy is only ever going to continuously pretend to do every two months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I was saying last time that when like Lala was in her full on attack mode, I was like, just couldn't have any sympathy for her left. I was just getting so tired with it. But in, in this episode, you like, you start to uh, kind of see, uh, um, you, you, you see that, uh, that humanity and the pain that she's gone through again. And then I, I start to realize, oh yeah, that's, that's why I kind of like her too. Like she's like, she's, she goes really hard, but she's also like, uh, I think she also feels like she has to at a certain extent cause she's going through some shit too. Um, yeah. So Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump put on her like producer's helmet during, during this segment yeah. too, when Lala was trying to compose herself and like not want to show any sort of vulnerability and lisa says no i don't want to like we don't want to see you angry all the time we want to see this emotion come out and Mm -hmm. you know i think that you know she was maybe talking from like a personal perspective but she was also talking as a producer like you need to you know you need to show this vulnerability so that people see you as as human when you know when you're just putting forward this pitfall energy um People, you're going to burn up any sympathy that that mm-hmm. you are otherwise would be in, yeah. entitled to. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and that's the the uh, advantage of having them kind of like show cracks in the united front of just anger and accusations is that uh, not only is it going to be easier for Sandoval and eventually Raquel to like actually talk and answer questions, but it's going to be easier for us to like see. Th- 
everybody else uh, in like a more human light too. Like it's just, it just does a disservice to everybody when they want to act as if this event has split everybody into good guys and bad guys. And that's yeah. it. They're and all like, bad. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's bad. They are all bad, but they're also like all like all, all complex human beings like all of us. And like, and we, and it's, we're better off when we get to see them uh, from multiple angles. And, and the, that's the real disaster as a viewer, as just like a content hog uh, watching Vanderpump rules of this, the way they've treated the Scandival is uh, how they've tried to turn it into a, a, a flattening game where it's just like, okay, now it's black and white. Now there's, there's good guys and bad guys. And the way, when they try to enforce that so hard, uh, Katie and Ariana and James and Lala, when they try to enforce so hard that, that view of it and will f- refuse to allow uh, any coloring any nuance any shade to that just immediately start shouting the minute somebody says like but or but also and what about or whatever it's just just doing a disservice to everybody including including themselves well i I think think too like um the the lens of the show has kind of projected this uh this view or uh is it more the lens of the fandom because i feel kind of like the show has done a decent job at you know trying to not make it as black and white as mm-hmm. uh, the fandom is projecting it to be. Yeah, I think it's the fandom. I think it's the fandom. And we kind of talked about that in the last main episode, how uh, these shows kind of have no choice but to uh, to bow a little bit to the <laughs> fandom and to kind of, you know, they want to uh, frame the reunion to a certain extent. I think there's attempts to frame it as being catharsis, as being like, you'll get to see them, you'll get to see the good guys chew out the bad guys and i think that's like really in response to what like people the baying hordes online are are demanding to see uh and um i think the show has handled it pretty well but i think a lot of the the fan fandom which i i try not to engage with too much because it makes me angry but you know it's uh uh it, it's a job uh it, it, it <laughs> that's really the, the way that they that, that they have framed it pretty insistently and i think there is kind of the reunions may be helping to 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 uh to to break up that single perspective a little bit um but it is it is unfortunate for all of them including the people who want to be seen as as the good guys and it'll be see it'll be interesting to see how they keep that up when Raquel is out there too, because at, at this point I just feel like they want to try Raquel for all of their sins at this point. They're just, they're, they're turning her into Joan of Arc. They want, they think mm-hmm. if they could just get her like tied to the pyre and set her on fire, then like not only will, will she be expunged from their lives, but they'll be able to scour all the, the, the guilt from their souls, all the, the negative <laughs> shit that they've done, that they feel bad about, that they've been attacked for over the years, that that'll somehow all be burnt away if if they could just, like, you know, pin her down and make her, like, the scapegoat for uh, for everything that's happened. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's one thing that um, narrative reality TV shows or Bravo reality TV shows in general are uh, kind of a symptom of them is that the fan base is constantly this this hive mind that is trying to find equilibrium and peace and there's always 
people calling out for villains to be removed from from the shows but that's what makes these shows interesting or that's a big piece of what makes these shows interesting that's a huge source of conflict and watching people turn into villains and then turn back into heroes is really engaging but i think there's this human need to you know want we want heroes and we want to see people triumph and um and we don't like seeing villains get redemption arcs as much. We don't want to see them have the opportunity even for that. Um, so you do see the fandom call out for people to be removed from from a show. Um, but yeah, I I I I also get frustrated when I see people calling out for various housewives to be removed from the show when they have been the source of making things happen for you know, seasons upon seasons upon seasons. Keep everybody in the show. Like I want the, I want the messiness and I want the nuance of all of that. Like these interlocking petty arguments. I think that, that's I much mean, more interesting uh, to me than like the good guy, bad guy, just heals and faces thing. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you, how do you do that with reality television anyway? Like, what are you going to do? Like a hunger games sort of deal where all of a sudden like a, an explosion happens and now, you know, so-and-so's car is on fire and here you go public. This is what you wanted, right? They're gone. Like it's uh, <laughs> is that like the real housewives of Sicily or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand like, this is what you, you know, are you not entertained, right? Like this is what you came for. You, you came to yeah. see the, drama to to be to be so ingrained in the fandom and then to say hey wait a minute i don't i don't want to see this person anymore what the hell are you t- what the hell are you well, talking they about want victory right they want to be like i my perspective has been justified like the villain has been expunged we have won yeah you know they, they want to score a win then what you know what I mean? Like then, then they make why? a new villain, and yeah, then I they guess, try to right. win by getting them off too. Yeah, I, yeah. I think people don't don't recognize the the cyclical nature of, of, of things like this, right? And it's like just just enjoy it for what it is. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess for 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 a casual watcher of, of things like this, this was sort of what I expected. Um, but but at the same time, uh, going back to what you were saying earlier, Craig, like the, you want to see some dynamic right like especially for a long drawn out episode like this to see sort of the same thing happening over and over and over again it would have been nice to yeah like see a breakdown in some of the armor from people like lala who are very much outwardly aggressive for the in like the entire duration of the episode right it's like let's you know anger is a secondary emotion right let's see something else coming out from you like why you know yeah and you know what? I have to give some credit to Lisa Vanderpump here. I think that she has been doing a good job of whenever Tom Sandoval has a point that needs to be raised, she realizes that it's not going to come across when he says it. So she has to kind of parrot it. So she, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen her say to Lala, you can be kind of aggressive. Um, because, you know, that's something that Tom Sandoval has been saying over the course of this reunion. Um, she wants to bring that up. She has to use her platform to give a voice to the voiceless. And the voiceless in this case is Tom Sandoval. <laughs> <laughs> Silenced. <laughs> we can hear him crying, though. He, he, yeah, he does. <laughs> he does make sound. I, I uh, thought Dylan, it was what other highlights do you have. I think we we basically covered it, really. Uh, 
it, it was kind of uh, interesting to see like Sandoval's frustration that he wanted like a one and one with Raquel away from the cameras and that they just weren't giving it to him and then showed us footage of them not giving it to him. It was kind of kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that whole I, uh, with Patrick was, uh, yeah. was really good. I just want to be off camera. That's fine. Go do it alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I was surprised that no one has brought up the um the boris and natasha scenes until now uh between uh tom sandoval and raquel dressed all in the all in black yeah yeah. raquel was wearing a kind of cutesy yin yang pattern i think there was was some sort of white going on there okay yeah so i thought that evanescence Uh, I thought that this was a really interesting scene. Tom Sandoval is very much wanting to get some time to talk to Raquel off camera. And he's trying everything in his power to make that happen without saying, I want to talk to Raquel off camera. And Bill Patrick is finally like, you're saying you want to talk off camera. And Raquel's like, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but th- this was because of the fiasco with him and Schwartz and having none of their dates line up for anything. It was obvious they didn't prepare for shit, right? And now he's, you know, he's in my mind anyway, that's what I thought was he was freaking out and needs to have this like off-camera discussion to make sure he doesn't look like a dipshit again, right? Yeah, I felt like this was actually him wanting to talk to Raquel about the thing that she was upset about when he got into the trailer was the whole intimacy thing and how he had been telling her that, you know, our Ariana and him weren't, weren't being intimate. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was communicated otherwise on, uh, on during the reunion. And she was upset about that. And I feel like he wanted to clarify that in a way that wasn't going to show up on camera. And that's what he was really desperate to talk to her about, because I don't, think i saw any other thing within this reunion that he would need to prep her and coach her for Mm -hmm. i mean even in the one-on-one with andy like raquel does flat out say like yeah we prepared like andy asks her i think a direct question she's like yeah we we've been talking and preparing for this so yeah which which is similar to like like you said craig when when the the producer is is saying like you know do you mean you want to talk alone and raquel's like yeah like she just doesn't she's not um being a strategic as sandoval who tries to avoid saying the key terms that might look bad like he's like always thinking about like what to avoid saying and raquel just doesn't have that kind of level of strategy where she's just like just kind of straight up saying it i mean what difference does it make though legally i need a break like these are my rights i legally need a break (laughs) it's like well yeah you can go and have a break and you can eat your lunch off camera yeah but if you're talking to someone we're filming yeah, which I assume was part of the contract because that that may be interesting, like what like the contracts are. Because uh, I think Patrick, his name was the producer, wasn't like straight up saying why he couldn't, but it was just like you know we need to be filming you when you're together. So I assume that's like a term of the contract they signed or something. Though he doesn't like straight up say like you know that's that's a condition of uh, of our engagement or something. So, but. Uh, so I was kind of yeah. curious to what extent that was like the producer just trying to not lose any content or to what extent it was him really enforcing a contract that had been signed. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. And that's a relationship that we don't often get to see play out on, 
on camera, but it is a legitimate uh, relationship that these people mm-hmm. have to navigate. They have a push and pull with their producers as well. So yeah. to see that hinted at and kind of uh, shown on camera was really interesting to me. Um, yeah. I would love I would love to see that fourth wall broken a bit more and mm-hmm. see what that dynamic is like, because anytime it happens, it's it's really compelling to kind of see how the sausage is made. It is a really interesting glimpse. That that often interests me, too, just because, you know, these cast members are obviously becoming friends with the producers, too, because they're working with the same producers again and again and again. So these people know each other. So it would be interesting to me to see like more of that dynamic and how um, they kind of try to uh, influence the producers using their friendship to try to like set up certain scenes they want or whatever. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of that going on behind the scenes too. of just like, you know, um, befriending a, a, a guy who you've worked with for, for, a, for a few years and then being like, okay, you know what, this is how I think that we should, we should stage this, this sequence here. Like, I think you should focus on, on this thing and stuff. And that like that dynamic between cast members and producers developed over working together for a long period is something that I think would be really cool to see more of yeah and you get to show that like if they made a vanderpump style show about the producers absolutely all the time i i love that you get to see kind of their their foresight when this this happens we saw on an episode of real housewives of atlanta a couple weeks ago uh where candy and todd were having a tasting at one of their restaurants and the producer Eric comes out and is like, are we really not going to talk about the, the elephant in the, in the room here? And that just shows like the foresight of an experienced producer knowing to get this on camera because it might play a role in the story of the season. And it turns out his intuition was right because that is something that is affecting Marlo on real housewives of Atlanta to a great degree and we're seeing conflict and I'm not going to like blow my wad talking about real housewives of Atlanta because we'll talk about that tomorrow with Ben Walker. Make sure you tune into that. (laughs) Um, But it is interesting when we see the, the skill that these producers have as storytellers, which is something that we've talked about on previous episodes is vastly underrated. These people are storytellers and they need to be looked at as such. I mean, sometimes you find yourself forgetting that you you are witnessing the Truman Show, right? Like nothing here isn't cultivated and, you know, uh, picked apart, you know, and even in like, you know, just something as simple as an an editing context down the road. Right. But I think so much more than that, like every every producer has got like, you know there's an idea there's there's subtext to everything going on there's like an idea that's been you know talked about storyboarded or or whatever right like and and i think you're you're right it would be super interesting to see how on a show like this that that comes about yeah and i think that there's a lot of arts where you know um, arts in general has a habit of developing like practices and theories and um, and methods. And I'm sure that reality TV is no different than that. It is a, you know, a much younger art form than a lot of other, um, a lot of other art forms. But I am really curious as to, you know, what sort of schools of thought are evolving and uh, what sort of approaches are, are evolving and the, the trade craft involved in that. 
Um, so yes, I would, I would agree. I would a hundred percent watch a show that revolves around a production team that is producing another reality show. Oh man. What an idea. Honestly, though, that'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah, Andy, I know you're listening to this, so if you if you greenlight our idea, we might invite you on, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> we I know you're not an outsider, but you know, you're welcome. <laughs> Call the show uh into the metaverse. <laughs> I don't see any problems with that. <laughs> Uh, I do have a few more things that stood out to me that I want to talk about. Uh, we touched a little bit on the Allie and James discussion. Um, one thing that stood out to me here is when Andy asked Allie about whether at any point she thought to stand up to Lala being intrusive in their relationship. Um, this is something that came up when we were discussing these episodes, Lala is kind of got an attachment to James and she has this like relationship between, you know, someone who has broken a horse in that they are like kind of (laughs) attached to. And like, I'm the only one that knows how to ride James Kennedy. I'm the only one that knows how to, to, to manage that. And Andy doesn't get like too deep into this, but um Ali says in reflection she does wish that she would have stood up to Lala and Lala I think does a pretty decent job of being like you know I was going through shit I was projecting my shit onto their relationship and I babied Ali as she came in and kind of takes accountability for you know this babying treatment of, of Ali and it seems like growth and then when Allie leaves, Lala is like, you're such a big, big star now to her as like in this baby <laughs> voice, like immediately like throwing all that out the window and actually treating her like a like a baby. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it was, I said this when the episode happened, but I don't think Lala was out of line at all when she did that. I thought it was actually like thoughtful of her to, to sit that to the way that she talked to Ali. She didn't do it in a way that I thought was like insulting. I thought it was like nice of her to be like. I've known this guy very well for a long time and maybe just kind of watch out because you know what? He is kind of like an explosive and potentially abusive dude. Like it's, it seemed to me like that was like totally fair and, and correct of her to do. So I don't think that she needs to necessarily walk that back in, in, in any way. And, and like Ali is like a fucking child. Like, like, I mean, it's not unreasonable to be like, maybe you could use a pointer Ali. Like she's like, yeah, 16 or something i don't know like <laughs> i mean she just obviously knows less she has less experience so it, does, it doesn't seem to be unreasonable that uh, uh that lala would be like let me just like make a few points for you yeah i mean there is like a decade's worth of material that is available on various streaming services where you can see what you're getting into. So, As Andy pointed out, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, you have seen the show, so... <laughs> yeah. Another thing I wanted to touch on was at the very end of the episode when Raquel is about to come out, uh, Andy s- tells Tom that he's going to have to move over so that Raquel can sit beside uh, Tom Sandoval, and Ariana puts the kibosh on that, which I thought was really interesting because there is a reunion when Ariana was introduced uh, 
at, like directly after Kristen and Tom broke up where they're sitting side by side and they're very affectionate with each other in the face of, of Kristen and to, for Ariane to be now like, you know, I can't handle, like I can, I can't handle that sort of thing was really interesting. And I, um, I kind of, you know, disappointed in, in her for that. I think it's a, a bit of a power move too to be like like we're setting the terms, you know, just like mm. before Raquel comes out, just to like make it very clear, like this is happening on our terms, not yours. But that is very interesting observation, Craig. I don't think of that comparison. Yeah, for sure. Um, any other things that any of you guys would like to bring up? I, I mean, like the the absolutely insurmountable job of hosting something <laughs> like this. Like I, I just blown away, like the amount of times. Like, think about any other genre where you would have like sort of an end of season wrap up, where the host would be poking someone in the chest, <laughs> telling them to stop. You know, like, are you done? Like, um, the uh, the the James explosion. I'll go back to that again because that was like j- just being completely not listened to the entire time. Having um, you know, the the matriarch have to step in. Uh, so I, I'm assuming she's a producer and a show like uh, and a participant, right? Yeah, she's she's the Vanderpump in Vanderpump Rules. She, she's the Vanderpump. Oh, okay, I was that was my other question. Where where is the Vanderpump? I have yeah. I've seen all these people, <laughs> not a single Vanderpump in sight. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just thought that it, <laughs> I would hate to have that job. I would feel like I got paid for nothing at the end of the day, which maybe is not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Andy Cohen's job. That seems so fun. Yeah, and he's very skilled at it. Like he does, oh, yeah. he does a great job on these. He yeah. he I broke. Mean, we, he laughed a few times, which made me really like that was he was the most endearing character on the entire show for me. Yeah, anyway. for sure. Yeah, he gets to yeah, be like that audience stand in. Right? Yeah, he he does a really good job of of asking the questions everybody wants to hear, even if they would sound insulting otherwise, and being like, "Because I because I need to hear your perspective because you know like, <laughs> this is because I'm giving you a platform that I've asked you that." Like he's 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 so good at uh, at playing off that. Like I'm on everybody's side actually at the same time, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's very yeah, true. And and yeah. when he doesn't even want it to come out of his mouth he'll find a tweet that that says that that he can (laughs) (laughs) put the words in someone else's mouth yeah yeah exactly yeah or or just like you know rehashing something that somebody else said on the show at one point and be like oh would is that true would you agree with that yeah (laughs) i feel like i can learn a lot from him i'm going to try to employ some of these techniques in my real you know if like i don't want to say listen twitter (laughs) it's reading on twitter that uh in That's years, smart. there will be like a whole philosophy surrounding Andy Cohen's approach to conflict and life in general. Well, <laughs> I mean, think think. Of, I mean, maybe we could use this whole like, shows like this as well, but as kind of like a, a window into what's going to happen when inevitably the failure of Google Glasses becomes a reality, right? And we can all just play back our, our entire lives. And be like, no, 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 no. Hold on, I got this. You know, and you you become, you know, you are you are both Truman and the uh, the producers of the show for yourself, right? And then, uh, I mean, I guess with AI though, you can just edit it. You know, so yeah. nothing's nothing's real anymore. I guess is. Uh... Well, thank you for taking us down the darkest timeline. Right. <laughs> That's where I live. <laughs> uh, awesome! Thank you guys so much for joining us, uh, Roy. Do you want to let us know where everyone can find you? Uh, 
on Instagram at uh, skin.and.bones dot tattoo um okay. because instagram <laughs> said tattoo there I was a little bit <laughs> uh yeah no no longer a comedian although uh, i do get uh, you know periodically dragged into things like this that i'm totally unprepared for so thank you very much for having me but uh yeah other than that uh, iron lotus tattoos in winnipeg manitoba uh, if oh. you're down there and you want to come get uh come get a little uh, you know a, a, a bygone uh symbol of some sort of uh, business <laughs> that uh, no longer exists so i'll plaster yeah. that on you did yeah, you check, did check you do craig's um full back teresa judice tattoo <laughs> <laughs> i i am in the market for it like a just the words raquel did nothing wrong in like gothic script That's let's do it block. i'm 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 here yeah. for it <laughs> All day, yeah. I, I, I'm still. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, doing a, a sheet of flash uh, in the style of American traditional for the show. So uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sean, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me catching up on every season of Vanderpump Rules in my living room. I'm diving <laughs> into an all ten. <laughs> no, Sean's got cut everywhere. Awesome. And Dylan, yourself? Uh, Dylan Ferguson. Uh, you can find me on Substack movie stuff. So we'll be back next week to cover part three of the reunion. Uh, we'll also have a regular episode tomorrow with Ben Walker, where we're going to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta and the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion. Um, we're in the process of revamping our website. It's bravooutsider.com. Some of the links might be broken, but you can find our stuff there. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo Outsider. Follow us on Twitter at Bravo underscore Outsider. Uh, we're on TikTok at Bravo Outsider. Until tomorrow, keep on pumping. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your normal outro? It's great. <laughs>